Hey, good evening, everybody. I wanted to get on here. Um, I actually recorded a podcast last night, but I decided not to publish it. Um, Had a bit of a weekend, and um, I just don't want to get into it yet. So, still kind of processing, and eventually I'll kind of talk through what happened and and what went down, but... um, I decided that instead I'm going to talk about uh, how to install rear suspension on your 2006 Toyota Tundra. So I bought an Adelief suspension kit from Wheelers Off-Road and uh, it's kind of the, the icon knockoff but instead of spending you know 230 bucks you, you get them for uh, like a buck 70 and basically it's like putting a spacer block in your rear suspension except it actually does something whereas a spacer block doesn't do anything so these Adelief's it's a progressive three leaf spring and I, I actually got them on it was either Thursday or Friday and decided that um, you know, hey, I gotta remove the the rear uh, shock absorber um, to even get this thing installed. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna order some some uh, new Billies, some Bilstein 5100s, and uh, put them on. Got on Amazon that night. Uh, I saw, oh man, I could have them by Sunday, and they're like, I think they were 80 bucks, just cheap so uh, I got them Sunday so I worked pretty much all day Sunday on uh, putting those things in and and uh, it was a complete utter failure about four hours working on one Adelief suspension without even getting to the shock Um, the difficulty I started on the passenger side which is by far the hard side to do it on on the driver's side, you can actually remove the the spare tire from down below, and then you get a really good look at at the uh, the shock. But basically, the the issue was that I was trying to undo the the top bolt of the of the shock, and it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. I tried to put vice grips on the body, kept spinning, um, just had absolutely no luck. So um, unfortunately. I had to call it quits and work on the Adelief. Um, you know, I had a vice clamped on it. I had uh, vice grips clamped on it, and it still spun. So uh, I get, I had to move on and work on the Adelief's. And so to to do the Adelief's, basically you got to jack the truck up really, f- you know get the tire off, put C-clamps on the leaf springs, hold them together, and then you remove the the U-bolts, step one. U-bolts are stuck as can be, so you either need a breaker bar or like a Milwaukee kind of hammer hammer drill type deal, heavy duty, and they're big bolts, so just go to town on them. I got my tea here, so occasionally you'll hear hear, hear a good uh, swig. But uh, 
so you get the U-bolts off, and then you take the bump stop off, and then there's a bolt underneath that. Do not take that off without putting the C-clamps on first. Put the C-clamps on to hold the leaf spring together, and then uh, you take that top bolt off underneath the bump stop. And after that, that top bolt is off. That's when you uh, kind of drop the suspension or, or the rear axle um, pretty much as low as you can go because you got to get that bolt. Uh, yeah, so you're, you take the nut off and then the bolt going through the Adeliefs, you got to pull all the way out through the bottom. And the Adeliefs actually go in between the overload spring, which is the bottom spring, doesn't really get used unless you're really uh, <laughs> loaded it you know loaded going over a huge bump on that one side that's the only time that spring will engage so you take that whole assembly apart and then you sandwich in the three Adeliefs in between the overload spring and the and the three original top springs and I had extreme difficulty getting those all to line back up once I put the new bolt through and literally I was cranking it up and down up and down for I would say approximately two hours and um, the problem was that I put the bolt through all the springs and then try to get it into its seat at the bottom of the axle and that's the wrong uh, the wrong sequence of events the first thing you want to do is get that bolt seated in the axle and then get it through the through all of the holes of the Adeliefs and it's really important not to lose any of the plastic uh, pieces in between the Adeliefs and it's also really important to keep the the orientation of the Adeliefs the same um, initially I thought I had rotated the the rear Adelief and um, I didn't but I I made the mistake of thinking I did and then I flipped it and then I realized that is definitely not right and flipped it back so the first Adelief suspension and trying to take off the uh, the shock took me about five hours on Sunday and I didn't get complete with either taking off the shock or taking off the Adelief or completing the Adelief um, Sunday came finished Monday came along and I said I was going to uh, cut the the top bolt uh, of the old shock completely off with a sawzall, and um, I was also helping a buddy of mine move that day. And unfortunately, I forgot the sawzall at the at the job, so I was borrowing it from the job site. And uh, so I helped my buddy move, and then he asked me, "Hey, man." you want to go for a walk and it was about the most uh awesome thing he could say i didn't i didn't actually want to go for a walk but uh, at that point in the time i i just said yes and we went for an awesome four mile walk down a waterton canyon uh and on the way back we saw this like stork looking mountain stork looking thing and it was kind of blue had real long beak, looked like it was going fishing in the river, but really long legs. Oh man, it was like a blessing from the Heavenly Father, 
bestowed upon us that we just saw this magnificent being just like chicken legging all around and uh, he just took off on a flight and he had this blue blue tint like underneath his wings just a really cool uh, <laughs> really cool bird so we got we got to be blessed with that uh, I, I came home and I actually worked on it a little bit at night when I came home um, you know it was dark and I just wanted to get a few other things done I, I think I put the uh, the u-bolts on that passenger side and I still had not even touched the the shock so today's Tuesday 412 I'm gonna go back to my training over the weekend because I told you guys I was gonna run uh, or I was gonna get I was gonna get 15 miles in and uh, that happened so it was a good it was a good Saturday uh, but but on to Tuesday because today's Tuesday and I'm really stoked because I was able to get the entire rear suspension complete tonight after work in about mm, I'd say about three hours after work so I got home initially the first thing I did was cut off that that bolt with the sawzall and just clean cut right through it uh, you go through the rubber bushing and that rubber bushing just was smoking rubber so I was blowing on it just trying to get that rubber not to you know melt my face off but man that sawzall I actually had to take the front guard off the sawzall because it was just long enough I had a nine inch sawzall blade and it was just long enough that I wasn't going to be able to cut it off without removing the guard from the front so I, I looked at it made sure it was safe and everything had my uh you know my my glasses on my my ear protection and then it was on that sawzall just went and cut it like butter probably took about two to three minutes whereas I was messing around with it for at least an hour uh, on Sunday with with no luck so that was the first beautiful thing that happened and then the, the shock just came right out and uh, yeah the Adelief was done from Monday after installing the U-bolts oh yeah and I cut off you do need a grinder and a cutoff wheel uh, to cut off the top once you reinstall that bolt through all the Adelifes it's a little bit too long for your bump stop to sit on it so you gotta cut off the top of that bolt you know three or four threads above the nut and then your your bump stop will sit right on top of that then the u-bolts go on and then that bottom plate goes underneath the rear axle and then you tighten it, all four bolts up I don't got a spec on the tight but just get them tight and uh, <laughs> so that was all Monday night Tuesday night I got the the passenger side shock installed almost almost immediately after I cut it off I was like boom it's done and then I was maybe a half hour in and I was like man do I think I could do the entire other side the whole driver side Adelief and um, and new shock so I decided to go for it and guess what we got it done so the second time goes so much quicker that Adelief maybe took me an hour uh, 
It was really smooth once I knew the proper sequence of events, as I described. And the shock, uh, because I was able to remove the spare tire, I was actually able to get vice grips up on the, the original shock, which I don't know if that's original, but this truck has over 200,000 miles. And the shock was kind of funny because when I pushed in on it, it didn't expand back out. <laughs> so it was just, all it was doing was providing some dampening. And the new the new Billies, the Bilstein 5100s, are actually expanding. So I, I was able to take it for a test drive at the end of the night. I'm super excited for the front uh, shocks and springs to come in. I think you might call them struts, but I call them shocks. So uh, I ordered another pair of Bilsteins with um, a heavy-duty spring on the front, and that'll provide about two and a half inches of lift. And I, I put about an inch to an inch and a half on the rear uh, with those Adelifs. So it's going to get a little bit closer to level and with the front bumper uh, I don't have a winch right now but I did fabricate an entire front uh, bumper steel from coastal off-road I would definitely recommend doing this buying a welder a little flux core uh, wire feed welder um, and just doing it because the experience alone and learning to weld and grind and trial and error is priceless so I would definitely recommend uh, installing everything you can by your by yourself the powers running the one thing I was a little bit worried about was with the added lift whether or not I was going to be able to get in and out of my carport and it was no worries man I was maybe I still got like three or four inches I could I could still lift on the on the tunny so maybe I'll get a little bit bigger tires but until then, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it easy, keep it cool. Um, I'm really excited for the upcoming. Um, I'll go back to this weekend to recap, and this might be a little bit shorter episode, but I wanted to get you guys uh, just something because I missed Sunday, and it was because of the difficulties that occurred. Um, missed that podcast, but so Saturday, uh, came around and I was like, this is probably the one day that I am going to be able to get 15 miles in. And a buddy of mine, a college buddy had hit me up and said he wanted to go hiking. So I told him, let's get something significant in. And so we did a seven mile, uh, loop, um, up in Boulder and took his dog and I think we got it in about two and a half hours, hiking pretty good, uh, sweating like a like a dog, <laughs> even though they pant. Uh, but it was a great hike. We got to talk, and that was the beauty of it. I knew uh, I knew it was going to be worth it just to be able to spend the time together and be able to talk through whatever he needed to talk through. I could talk through whatever I needed to talk through. And then you get to move on. And that's why I love running so much is because the issues I have, I just deal with them. I think through them, I let them go, and then I move on. And I think that's another big issue uh, 
dealing with sobriety is the difficulty of having to deal with your issues instead of uh, basically um, bypassing them or, um, you know, basically delaying them until the next time they come up. So uh, it's definitely something I've, I've been learning over the past two months. Um, I'm about two days from 60 days. Uh, maybe I'm already at 60 days because was there 31 days? No, there are 28 in February. So I'm getting close to 60 days and uh, I'm just really excited to kind of see what the what the future holds. And uh, so, so Saturday, got a seven mile hike in, came home and man, I was tired. I was ready for a nap. And I was sitting on the on the living room chair and talking with Katie and I was just yawning and I get these yawning fits where it's kind of funny. And uh, so I had some good yawns and then I thought about it and I said, man, I got eight more miles today. I got eight more miles to go today and... So I put my shoes on. Uh, Lily Cat was actually outside, and Katie had to run to the store. So um, here I am trying to capture Lily before I go for a, an eight-mile run and leave her alone, home alone, and outside. So uh, luckily, she ran up into a tree in the neighbor's house, and the neighbor was kind enough to... Uh, as she came down a little bit to grab her and pass her off to John, our 82-year-old 80, uh, neighbor, and then he handed her off to me, and then I got her back in. So I got Lily Cat back in, and uh, the rest was history. Ran eight miles. I, didn't, I did my five-mile loop, and then I tacked on 28 minutes of additional running, uh, Basically, I split that in half. I did 14 minutes additional out, 14 minutes approximately back, and that was the only part of it I actually timed. Um, and I at least got a mile and a half out and a mile and a half back in that 28 minutes. So that plus my my five miles got got the eight miles in, and that was a 15 mile day. And Sunday came around and. I was lined up to go on a bike ride, my first mountain bike ride in over two and a half years before I met Katie was my last mountain bike ride. And I recall this because when I went to kind of go tune up my mountain bike, I was like, wait a second, why is my front, my front tire, uh, not front tire, but my front rim a little bit whacked out? out of whack and I recall is because there's this bike park near uh, um, I think it's North Table Mesa but basically there's gigantic jumps and I was like yeah I could I could I could probably do one of the I could do that and so I just hit it and of course I was not going fast enough you never realize how fast you got to go like I started realizing this dirt bike and that you really got to cruise over a jump to hit the landing if there's a dip in between. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't have enough speed and basically 
front wheel came down on the top of the landing, not on the landing at all. So I just bent the crap out of my front wheel. And uh, I remember actually bending it back. So it was actually functional for the entire bike ride. And uh, the guy I was riding with was like, who's pissed because his bike chain kept uh, coming coming off. My derailleur in the in the first gear, you know, when you're really uh, up going up a steep hill, you got to be in first gear, first gear on both sides. And in first gear, my derailleur is so close to my tire, it was actually rubbing. So the entire time I was going uphill, I had to have my thumb on the, the gear changer uh, to get it to stop rubbing on my tire. So it was a bit of a bit of a experience, but I'm still sore from it. I couldn't believe uh, today's Tuesday, so this is probably second day soreness. But of course, your butt uh, gets the brunt of it because you're sitting on a hardtail seat and uh, my shins, the front of my shins, my hamstrings, and then my shoulders and my chest were sore. And it's funny because you think when you're running, you know, I've been running hard for two, you know, two months now and soft for two years. And you'd think that, you know, your body would be able to basically be capable of uh, of taking on anything but you do a little bit something different like I'm sure if I w- went swimming and you know did a mile as fast as I could I would be as sore as can be and uh, we just had Lily cat come in through the ceiling what's up Lily so she wanted to join me I closed the door and when I do that uh, Lily decides that she doesn't work with doors and goes through the door, you know, over the door or uh, through the door. So Lily was outside with me for probably two hours today. She's really good at, at hanging around and it's a really good lesson in not believing uh, fear, <laughs> you know. I can worry about her running away or getting hit by a car, but that's the last thing I do. Whenever those thoughts come into my head, I just start speaking in tongues and they go away. Because let me tell you, what you believe will come true. So you don't want to have any negative fear in your life. Um, It will conquer and it will come true. So what I believe is in the strength and power of the spoken word. And it's beautiful to actually see it come into action. It's beautiful to see how trial and how if you just don't give up, you'll eventually get there. And how the second time takes about 50% of the time, effort, and mental toughness. So... The first time you do something, it's going to be very tough. The second time, man, you might just walk right through it. And that's what I felt happened tonight was basically just walking right through it. I finished after dark, came in. I still haven't eaten dinner because I had such a large lunch. Went to Five Guys, had a double cheeseburger and a shake. So I'm still working on my nutrition, but uh, today was 
a serious active rest day, <laughs> mechanic rest day, I call it. Uh, yesterday was a rest day, took a four-mile walk. Sunday was a rest day, uh, did an eight-mile bike ride, and then went to dinner. So eventually I'm going to tell you guys kind of what happened over the past weekend, but uh like I said, I, I recorded a podcast yesterday, and uh, I just couldn't, it's not quite, uh, I'm not quite over it yet, so I was still kind of upset, and for me to be able to kind of get it out there, I just need to be over it and just be able to talk about it without the emotion, so... Eventually, I'll get there, and we'll talk about it. I do uh, I want to tell you I got a mobile microphone so I can take the podcast on the road. Uh, the first stop is Missouri, um, and it'll take a few days to get there, so I'm trying to figure out where to camp uh, in Kansas and, and uh, plan the journey. So I got, I'll have to tell you I, I got this compass over the weekend, and it's incredibly special. Um, my older sister uh, sent it to me via snail mail and just wrote me this beautiful note. I'm going to have to read you guys this note on the next podcast. And it's going to be about finding your way and uh, this compass. So you guys just have a great evening. Love you. We'll talk soon.